Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. My gosh. Fellas. Yes, What's happening? Jig and show. Jig and Mac. What's up, fellas? Hey, What's going on, big guy? Everything's good here, man. Go ahead and I cut mine off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey that's, that's what they say. So, uh, you know, hey, we'll see how they work out, you know. Uh, you know, today uh, we're, we're a week out. We, we done got through Thanksgiving. You know, we kicked the sample out last week. I think we got some pretty good feedback. You know, I see we in double digits on viewers right now. So if y'all watching, you know, uh, y'all see us, we on. Let your people know. It's time to jump on. We got a, got a hot show tonight. So, um, you know, we ain't going to waste no time. We're going to jump right into it. So episode one, after the sampler, y'all got to run it up. And we're going to be bringing Trail Kimmins on in a moment. So we're going to hear a lot of good stuff from Trail. Um, but first, before we jump into that, we're going to uh, bring y'all some church announcements. Some church announcements. What you got in church announcements this week? Church announcements, man. All right. So first thing, you know, we talked about cold water youth sports last time. Uh, just want to bring it to y'all attention that uh, Lyle Grant and team will be taking uh, our or their eight up eight and under and 12 and unders down to uh, Starville High School this weekend. You know, they're asking everybody to be at the school at 7.30, call the high school gym to load the buses and get out. They're going to start playing around 12 on a Saturday. So we want to make sure we're wishing them luck as they go down and compete. Um, you know, we were talking last week, and um, I think somebody made the comment that nobody has been this this deep with the kids in Coldwater since, um, since Ricky Tyson Sr. So um, I, I, I would agree with that. You know, so Lyle, again, uh, appreciate what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, we're going to have you on, but uh, support these kids, y'all. Yeah, make sure y'all go out and catch them, support them this weekend when, when they go bring that championship back to the city. Two championships back to the city. Facts. Yes, man. Shout out to all them guys, Winston Knox, B-Love, uh, all the rest of them. So appreciate everything y'all doing. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Before I go there, I forgot to call out on the left. The organization actually got organization of the year this year in 2022. So I know these guys been at it for a few years, you know, with the, with the youth. And this is big to be able to get this across. And I believe it's across the state. So this is a big deal. All right, next, we have Brittany Davis, uh, Little Lee, as I like to call her. So Little Lee going to be jumping out there with her um, pop-up shop. And this is going to be on December the 10th from 11 to 4, 420 Court Street in Coldwater. So, again, you know, as we mentioned last show, we're going to be trying to um, promote, support, and uh, make sure y'all are aware of what's going on in Coldwater and around Coldwater. It ain't necessarily got to be in Coldwater to be supported because, you know, we got a lot of branches off this tree. And, and you know, you listen to three of them right now, and you're going to hear the fourth one on this show in a little bit. So, you know, we got branches from this tree that's expanding out, but we all got the same roots back there in 38618. So uh, Brittany's uh, looking for vendors. You know, if y'all are interested, reach out to her. Um, this is posted on her Facebook. So looking forward to uh, what she's going to bring to 420 Court Street in Coldwater on the 10th. 06. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, I know a lot of y'all saw my Facebook page. A lot of y'all saw what I posted the other day. So our... Chief of Police, Mr. Ricky Dandridge, decided that he was going to get in my inbox and send me this message. You know, call me Mr. Fitch and everything. 
you know, told me that, uh, you know, he did everything he can do to help me with my car situation. Some of y'all know what happened with my car. A lot of y'all don't know what happened with my car. But what I would say is just do your research before you take your car somewhere. That's all I say. But uh, Ricky Dandridge, I reached out to him, him and his department to assist in uh, making a peaceful exchange when I was going to get my car. So I guess he felt like he done did me a favor. So the only favor he could do me at this point is to stay out of my inbox. But I ain't got to worry about that because guess what? He done blocked me already. So, y'all, he sent this message and he blocked me before I can even respond to it and told me I can call him. Why would I call him? He can call me. He got my paperwork there at the uh, police station. Ooh, but I, 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 what's that, Matt? I said he little boyed you. He little boyed me. So it is what it is. You know, he can have it because, you know, anybody who get mad over a Thanksgiving post about Thanksgiving dinner being eaten on Sunday for Sunday dinner, you know, because I, you know, ideally, most of y'all know me, most of y'all know Jig, most of y'all know Matt. Whatever we post is either something about business or something about humor, and 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 that's been that's been the way it's been. And if you can't take a joke, how can you run cold water? Hmm. How can you run cold water? <laughs> so that's my question. And uh, to address this message that he sent me, now, nah, Ricky, I don't have an issue with you nor your department. I don't, but there's a lot of people that do. But all I would say is, y'all need to put a better lock on that back door. Because next time y'all put some handcuffs on somebody, they shouldn't be able to run out of it. And I'll leave it at that. So, if y'all if y'all hadn't heard from Ricky since this message the other day, let's give y'all an update of what's been going on and uh, where Ricky's been spending his time. But I'm going to make a phone call to the DA's office, first of all. Sure. And I need also to know some credentials. I need to know something about I mean, who am I talking to? Man, I don't understand why you want to come to Coldwater and start all this crap here. You ain't gonna... So, he been explaining himself, but he ain't reached out to me yet. So, Ricky, no harm, no foul, but whenever you want to talk, I'm willing to talk, but I ain't got a reason to call you, buddy. All right, so those are our church announcements for today. Y'all like that, don't you we ain't gonna take up the offer, so don't worry about that. We ain't gonna take up the offer. We're gonna, we're gonna let y'all have it. You know, we're gonna let y'all have it. But we're, we're gonna bring out these church now. But you know, we ain't, we ain't got no cliff play going around. Hey, but, Eric, I think you, you forgot to call out the uh, title of the last second. Oh man, did y'all see it? Y'all didn't see it. I need to see it again. Let, let, let's, let's see it again. If y'all didn't see the name of the last segment, Nail would never <laughs> tell the people who Nail is, Eric. Yeah, they know Nail Todd, man. Oh, they, they know Nail Todd. Yeah, that's, that's right. They know Nail Todd. You know, <laughs> Nail, Nail would never. He would never come in my inbox no mess like that. Now, if he saw me at the barbershop, he'd probably come in face face and say what he got to say. But he would never come in my inbox and do no mess like that. And then block me. Nail, appreciate you, buddy. We know you would never. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Back to the show. So back to the show. So those are our church announcements for this week. And again, uh, we don't want to take away from uh, Coldwater Youth Sports. We don't want to take away from uh, Brittany's uh, pop-up shop. But you know, I told y'all I was going to address that, so it's been addressed. So now let's, let's move. Let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Let's move forward, let's move man. Ward under so, the bridge. Yes, Ward sir. under the bridge. So you know, at this time, we would like to bring on my classmate, my buddy, Trail Kimmins, TK. Trail, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Y'all give him a round of comments. <laughs> Trail is here. Trail is here. What's going on, man? 
Man, nothing chilling. What's good? Man, uh, it, it, it was good to see you yesterday, man. You know, I know we've been uh, anticipating getting this kicked off. We done got it kicked off. And, um, you know, you're our first official guest being interviewed here on the show. So, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, what you've done, man, you know, a lot of people know about it. A lot of people don't know about it. People see you on TV, you know, whatever. You know, he's been he's been running with these professionals. Guess what? He's a professional, too. So, you know, it's a lot of other stuff you're doing, man, outside of running track that we're going we're gonna to jump into. Um, but, um, yeah, man, uh, good to have you. Man, I appreciate it. You know the saying is a lot of people uh, know the glory but never know the story. That's, yep. that's a true statement. Yep. Don't know how you got there. <laughs> Don't know how you got there. So, uh, you know, we, we were going to do a health tip, but uh, trail, trail, I can tell you all now, if y'all working out a trail, you ain't going to make it. So, uh <laughs> We ain't gonna take no health tip from Trill. Trill told me stop eating meat. I said, yeah, you're gonna keep that health tip to the next show. Hey, hey, he he told me he told me about two years ago. Hey, Pesh, man, come on, stop back working out with me. I told Trill, I said, man, I ain't worked out you since high school. I ain't about to do it now. I said, no, we got those fist fight. We will be fist fighting. So, uh, but yeah, man, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump straight into it, man. So, um, you know, Trill's done a lot of things. So what we'll do, we'll start out, Trill. From from the base, man. We'll start out to childhood. So, um, you know, we got a few questions for you, man. And uh, you know, go as deep as you want to or as light as you want to. But you know, you know, we here. Yep. I'm all in. All right. So um I'm 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 gonna start, man. Uh I know me and you got a lot of stuff in common. And mm-hmm. and, and, and the base of it is we both grew up, you know, raised by a village. And when I say mm-hmm. raised by a village, you know, extended family members, you know, we both lost our moms at an early age. You know, we, we we became classmates and, you know, kind of kind of grew close to each other, you know, playing football here and there together. You know, you ran track. I wasn't about to run track. You came out there and ran bases in baseball. We laughed at you. You got out of there. You, you were too fast. So, you know, you did, did all that. <laughs> you remember that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, doing doing all that, man. So, you know, coming from that, man, and being raised raised by a village, uh, you know, what, what would you say and how would you say that inspired you or that? Made you the person you is today. Uh, man, you are today. The uh, the statement that I just made, man. A lot of people uh, see the glory but never know the story, man. I actually used that uh, for a push and motivation, man. Um, losing my mom probably was the hardest thing that I ever endured in my whole entire life, and it was it's actually something that I ain't gonna say I still battle with, but it's something that you would never, you know, uh, forget. Being that young, mm-hmm. I was seven years old, you know. Uh, Man, what a lot of people don't know, and this this my first time actually sharing this to my people in the community. You know, my my agent them knew it. Uh, people that I ran on the professional level knew it. Man, I actually took all my anger and emotion, uh, emotional feelings out in athletics. Uh, when I went into that weight room, man, it, it was like I feared nothing. I had not lost everything that I loved, and that was my mom. So I took all my anger and emotion. When I, when I got in the weight room and when I was on the football field and when I got on the track, it was more like a, a mental and a physical relief, you know, to um, just go out there and give him my all, man, and know that uh, she was watching me and to, just to know that at one point in time, track was her dream. And now that I'm able to go out and fulfill that dream, man, it was it was much enduring, much of a blessing, you know. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Like I said, uh, you know, I lost mine at nine until your point. You know, something you'll never forget. You know, you, you, you move on from it. So I tried to uh 
I'm not gonna say I used as motivation, but what I did was I made sure that you know the the extra that my grandma, my aunties, you know, my uncles, you know, sister, you know, everybody, the village, everything right. they put they put into it. I made sure that it wasn't going vain, you know. Right. So you know, I hope, hopefully, I'm to the point one day where I can give back to everybody. That's that's right. what my goal is, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So so you know, and and to follow up on that, man, um, you know, I know you said it was your motivation. I got another question for you, and a lot a lot of people definitely don't know this, but you know, I know it. I know it well. Yeah. So there, there was a situation, man, in uh in elementary school, and uh you know a lot of it go on these days, you know first thing first when it happened, you know it's hitting the news, you know a lot of them turn out to be a bad situation, worst case scenario, you know fatalities and all that, but you know you um had a situation, man, in elementary school where you you decided to bring a gun to school, right. You know, and uh, you know, for the people out there, me and Trail, we're on the same page on this. So this ain't bashing nobody. This ain't taking away. This man telling his story. So you know, you brought a gun to school, and you know, I don't know how how much you want to touch on it, but you know, just kind of open the door, man, to let you share how how, how that's how that's you know, I'm not gonna say benefited you, but how you've grown from that as a kid. Uh, I'm gonna say, and you know what, Fish Patch, I'm gonna say that it was beneficial to me to a to an extent. Um, when I overlooked that picture, man, it was a bad thing that I put myself in that situation. But at that time, um, when people said your mama, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and by me just losing my mom, man, it was it was like I snapped out, went got a gun, went to school. But so happened the person that said it didn't show up for school, and which I looked at. That's why I said I look at it as a motivational thing. That was a blessing. Right, a, a, a blessing and a motivational thing, man, because I had a coach that told me after that, when, when that happened, that I wasn't going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knew the, the trail that ran fast at PE, you know. So I got kicked out of school my whole fourth grade year. Um, and, I, and, and again, I say it's motivation because, man, I actually start running and training with the track team in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And got my opportunity to compete on the high school level in the sixth grade. So I took all my my emotional, my my anger and all that craziness, man, from from that of me losing my mom, I turned the negative into a positive, man. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, man. And we, look, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna stick on that story because I know the longer we talk about it, the more we you know how you know how you know how it is. We're the same way with it. You know, and you know, go ahead, Mac. So I know you've been around the world as an athlete, as a musician, or just in general. How do you how do you think uh, growing up in cold water prepared you for that? Man, it prepared me, Mac, because uh, we were. I'm 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 not gonna say we were the less fortunate, but we was the less fortunate. Uh, we didn't have we we didn't have the best of the best facilities. Matter of fact, some of the facilities we didn't have. Uh, we didn't have the best of the best weight room, man. And and I think that's actually. Uh, where that hunger come from, from being from a small town like Colorado, knowing that you were less fortunate. And when you had the opportunity, man, I think, you know, it's more of let me capitalize on this opportunity. Yeah, I feel that, especially speaking on the facility. I remember we used to have to, <laughs> well, we used to be all in Hernando and Olive Branch for track practice because we didn't have a track field. Because we didn't have a track. Didn't have a track. The man graduated high school before they bought a track to Colorado. You got the, you got an <laughs> Olympic athlete. Yeah, yeah. 
and then uh i guess to follow up that with everything that we've mentioned or Fitzpatrick mentioned previously mm -hmm. uh with all of your challenges losing your mom how you feel like you were able to stay focused on your goals and out of the streets early on well man i i believe in i believe in reality matt and it was more of i really I isolated myself man uh, you know, um, I isolated myself. I grounded myself. I don't know if you all ever noticed doing football and all that. Man, I didn't even go to homecoming parties. You, you know, know, I know. I, I was strictly like, if I went somewhere, I feel like stuff was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say if I was kind of like a paranoid type of person because I'm like, um, I can't put myself in, in this situation or that situation because I already had set my goal. I said, one day, Either I want to go to professional level in football or I want to go to professional level in track. And a lot of people don't understand that is why I train so hard because when you're in high school, I feel as though you got to train as a collegiate athlete because that is the next level that you're trying to go to. And when you get in college, you know, you got to train on a professional level because that is the next level that you got to go to. And I think that is what kept me more advanced, you know, than any other high school athlete in Mississippi to where I became number one in the nation. You know what I'm saying? I had to push myself to that point. A lot of people want, man, trail out there in the rain, sleet, snow. That's because I grounded myself and I had a goal and an ambition, man. You know, my grandma raised me. My grandma was a janitor. You feel what I'm saying? And as you, my friends, I, 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 I had to do something to make to make a better living for, for her. You know, it was more of she did her job to take care of me. Now it's my job to take care of her. One of the sweetest women I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Trail. Also, um, just piggybacking um on what Mac was asking as far as uh how you're able to stay focused. I was one of the ones that got to see you early on, uh, you know, be a drummer. Like yeah. at a high level, uh at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. Uh what 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 made you uh get into that? I, I mean, I know your dad uh plays a guitar, so like What's, what's the story behind um, you getting into uh, playing the drums? Man, I got into playing drums because Liberty didn't even have a drum at the time. And I just, you, you know how we used to beat on the table and, you know, making little music on the table with the knuckles. So I used mm -hmm. to do that, man. And uh, my grandma used to listen to church music every Sunday. And I just used to beat on the table with my, with my hand and my knuckles, you know. And then... My grandma ended up giving me some drums. I was, I was six. Matter of fact, I was six years old. Man, barely could sit on a stool playing drums. And um, Reverend Glover at the time just had got elected at at uh, Liberty Man, uh, and me and PJ were his first two musicians. You know, and I soon started loving the and got the passion for it. To where man, I uh, started playing for a lot of quartet groups. And uh, watching, you know, a lot of people play and, and just advanced a little more. Cause I'll, anything you do, man, practice. I'm gonna say perfect practice is what made perfect, man. And it, it was to the point that I was tearing boxes up, beating on buckets and everything, just trying, <laughs> you know, trying to advance my skill. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Eric. So, man, outside of that, man, I know, I don't mean you talk. You know, we don't talk as often. But, yeah. you know, we, we talk a little bit, you know, we, we do. We always talking like we just talked yesterday. But, you know, um, I know you mentioned to me that, you know, 
being a drummer was your passion. So is there any other passion that you have outside of drumming? Anything else that people don't know about that? Yeah, uh, my passion now, man, is really helping the youngsters. You know, um, that's why I opened up my hair salon. Um, I fully furnished the area, man. I probably got the cheapest booth rent around, and that booth rent is more just to make sure that they taking care of the bills. I don't try to make nothing off for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more really to get them an opportunity that I'm going to say we never had because I feel as though in Mississippi, for us cosmetologists and stuff, we already behind. Because in Tennessee, they could graduate high school licensed cosmetologists because they have it in a botanical. Mm-hmm. Mississippi, you have to graduate high school and then go to a Delta Tech or, you know, or her college or her school to even get a cosmetologist or a barber license, which I feel that's, that's not right. That's unfair. So that was the whole thing of me, you know, even opening up a salon. Um, I mostly got braiders in there. I got two Cosmos, but that was the point of me opening up a salon and starting the barber school, man, to try to, you know, give them an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And really? the stuff's so expensive now. You talking about Delta Tech, man, you talking about $20,000 for Cosmo, man. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I got a question to follow up on that, though. Because uh, <laughs> when my little brother came to Hawaii with me, um, he was already cutting hair or whatever, but and and he wasn't necessarily doing it through the school, but he was able to do an apprenticeship at like a local barbershop mm-hmm. um, in order to get the hours, and then he would have to take like one college course in order to get his license. Um, mm-hmm. Then we moved to Louisiana, and it was the same thing. So with you doing what you're doing, with the people, or even like ones that are still in high school, would they be able to have the opportunity? to potentially uh, do apprenticeships at like local barbershops or hair salons? Mississippi won't allow that, but what I'm trying to do next year, I'm trying to meet with actually the um, <clears throat> the uh, Mississippi High School Association about trying to do that to where the ones that are interested in barber and cosmetology can come take some courses. You know, uh, I was more as, just like a technical, a technical yeah. class, you know, um, and I think that's needed, man, because you got you got a lot of kids, man, that Cosmo and, and barbering is their thing. Like, they into that right now. And a lot of them, I feel like, know that's what they want to do and, and operating at an advanced level already, like, while they in school. So mm-hmm. it put them way ahead of the game if they're able to graduate with that and not, like, waste time going to somebody's school, knowing that that's not what they want to do. It's just a, a clear path for them to to begin doing what they actually passionate about and what they want to do opposed to, you know, the traditional college route or, or whatever the case may be. Right, right. I mean, and, and the, the crazy thing is even when you, when you go into Delta Tech or something, they still going to send you to a barber, to a, yeah. a shop a shop to work in, you know what I'm saying, for your practical. Yep. To, to, you know, you could do that. Through technical. Yeah. Yeah. Make a lot of sense, man. Yeah. And, and look, while, while we're here on your passions, man, I just want to uh, just want to share a comment. You know, this comes from Winston Knox, one of the best musicians around. So not not to flip back, not to flip back to what, what you initially started talking about. But, you know, I know you you play for a lot of big name people. You do a lot of traveling. I, I called you one night and I said, Trail Pops, somewhere, beat on some drums. 
In that world. South Carolina? North Carolina? North Carolina, yeah. So you you play for some big names, man. But I just wanted to show you here that, uh, you know, people people watching, people know, you know. But uh, this is one of the best musicians around. So I wanted to share that comment. I appreciate it, Winston. Yeah. So, man, um, Jake, you got anything before we move on? No, man, we can move on. All right. So, Trey, you mentioned uh, football earlier, man. Um, you know, and and I, and I know, I know, you know, we all know your rap, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, you went from running running track at Coldwater to running <laughs> track at running track at Hines. You had some correct me if I'm wrong hamstring going on because uh, yeah. hamstring issues going on. You know, yeah. I, I remember I remember Spiva not letting you practice in football practice because your hamstring. He he knew you was gonna be some. And uh-huh. you know, and then I remember when I was in Mississippi State, you you came to a track meet, and we was freezing out there, waiting to watch trail trail run. You out there playing around, you didn't run hamstring. Yeah. So about yeah. a couple months later, man, they was like trail signs to Adidas, and I was like, damn, it's real, it's real. So man, kind of kind of kind of walk us through, man, how you how you felt when it happened, man, and you know what did, did you feel like you had accomplished what you was trying to accomplish, or did you feel like it was just getting started? Man, um, I think with anything is is it, steps, you know. And um, again, I kind of knew the route that I wanted to take uh, when I first, after I graduated high school, and I went and made that world that world junior team, man, and, and uh, was able to travel to Grisetto, Italy, where we uh, broke the world record in the four by one relay. That changed my whole mindset of track. Then I then went to Heinz and ran track. And my first track meet, I was number one in the world. You know, then I was, um, Nike wanted to sign me then. So it was kind of like under the radar. And I was like, nah, they ain't really offering enough money. So I then, you know, went on to my sophomore year and ended up signing with Adidas, man. But it was kind of under the rug for my freshman year that I was going to go pro. We just kept it on the low profile. But I started, um, Picking and choosing the races in my battles, you know, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. if it's too cold, nah, yeah. I'm gonna pull out. Yeah, I, that's what you told me. I remember that's exactly what you told me. You're like, nah, it's too cold. I was yeah. like, they were like, man, trail <laughs> being cocky, trail being cocky. I'm thinking to myself, man, this man, this man ain't gonna run today. But I knew, I knew this the stuff uh, you had going on, which where you were trying to go though. Yeah, you know, I, I had started picking and choosing the battles, man, because it, it, it's more, at the end of the day, it's business, you know. Um, any sport you could take a chance your your stock can be a million dollars but you go out there and get hurt man you, now you're worth three hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. so it was like uh is it worth it at mississippi state uh or let me go get hurt on at a professional track meet to where i'm still gonna get paid yeah you know like it, it had to make sense to me and a lot of people may say oh you know, at that point in time, a person, you know, a person, a, a person, uh, cocky. But one thing that everybody knew about me, I'm always confident in everything I do. I'm not going to do nothing if I'm not going to put my 100% in it. And training, playing the drums and everything, um, I worked on my craft. I worked my ass off. So, yeah, I was very confident. But some people took it as the old trail. He cocky, isn't it? I, I walked like I was like I was that man. <laughs> But a lot of people don't understand the hard work that I put in. Hey, <laughs> you know, I I used to be happy to be beside Trill at the track. <laughs> I'm out there walking like I'm running fast and shit. <laughs> 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 hey, 
Hey, you know what, Eric? To re to, to reiterate on what you said, I got hurt one year. Me and Matt rolled to the state championship because I couldn't run the state. Hey, yeah. I was just about to ask you about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was gonna ask you though is how did how you know your way around? I've been thinking about this all week. How you know your way around Jackson so well? As young as we were, because we went over somebody's house. We went over the auntie house and everything. So I'm like, bro, I don't know where the hell I'm at. Trail pushing the whip all through Jacktown like, like it's cold water. Like, like he's from there. Yeah. Man, we couldn't be no more than about, what we probably about 16? Man, probably 15, 16. 15, 16. <laughs> Man, because majority of the time during the summertime, me and my brother T, we used to go down to my auntie house in, in Jackson. So we were going from her house to Jackson State. And uh, and, and where we were staying at, uh, right off of 18, you know, you going right down the road, you got Jackson State. So I, man, I knew all the highways in Jackson. Yeah, I, I ain't know where the hell I was at. <laughs> I, I knew the main highways, you know what I'm saying? I knew how to get where we was going. But when we went to all them neighborhoods and get to your auntie house and all that, I'm like, bro, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Trey, look, I, I got one, I got one more question for you on this. Then I'm gonna pass it on to the other guys. All right. So, you know, coming out of high school, uh-huh. you, you you was a hell of a safety, hell of a running back too. Uh-huh. Uh I, I remember one game. I don't know if you remember that. I bet you do. We played Water Valley. They was about to score on us, one yard line, forced to fumble. I was on the bottom of the pile. I get up, look up. You going down the sideline? That damn tile flapping from your side, like you like you a car or something. Touchdown! Four, four touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns. Had four touchdowns, and uh, then you was on the sideline throwing up big and probably put you back in. He wouldn't put you back in because of that track situation. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, you know, I know you had some some scholarship offers too, man. In football, any man. Regret, any regrets on going uh, track this football? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Well, a lot of people don't know. I actually had more football scholarship than track. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest offer was LSU and Alabama during that time, man. I, I mean, I was more of. I'm, I'm gonna say everybody recruited me more for speed. Technical wise, you know, we really weren't taught the proper technique, mm-hmm. but we were taught the game. And we were taught hard no football, mm-hmm. you know. But um, man, I have no regrets um, because I I actually still did something that I loved. I love football too, but I still did something that I love. But now I ain't gonna sit here and tell you that it's not no time that I think about that I might could have went to the league in football. No, I know. I, I, yeah, yeah. I might could have went to the league, man. Um, to this day, to this day. Uh, Eric, and I could be wrong. I think I probably brought the most football recruits to Coldwater High. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and I and I can't remember the guy named Mac. You may remember his name. He played for Oklahoma. Cat named Kareem. He played against y'all. Had braids. Yeah, yeah. Kareem and Trey. I know you was better than he was in football. Yeah. Kareem ended up going to the league. He went to the league. Yeah, he went to the league. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um. Again, man. I think. <clears throat> I think I think I was a hell of a football player, Eric, but I'm gonna tell you what I think though. I had too much going on. And that, that, that is one thing that I try to reiterate to my son. Uh, 
being out of Mississippi, when you when when you playing a predominant sport like a football or or track, the coaches tend to run you four by one, four by two, four by four. You know, they, they tend to run you to death. Too many events. Versus in football area, we had to play special team. We had to play defense. We had to play offense. Yep. So the reason I say that is because I really didn't even – well, I'm going to say at that point in time, I really didn't even know my talent stability because I never had a chance to fully focus on yeah. one sport. Mm-hmm. If I oh. really would have focused on track, mm-hmm. I ain't no telling what I could have done. If I would have focused on being that safety in football, I ain't no telling what I would have done. I mean, you think about um, – <clears throat> I always tell people we, we just as much – got just as much talent in the Texas, the Georgia, and the Florida boys. But the difference is when them Texas, Georgia, and Florida boys say they defensive backs and they receive them, that is what they specialty is. Mm-hmm. They learn and master that position versus we trying to play receiver, we trying to play running back, we trying to play safety. <laughs> Like, I'm playing. I'm playing center and linebacker. I'm playing center and linebacker. One point, we had 13 people on the football team. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I even take you back to that one year. We we had 12. We had mm-hmm. Jim Lee, the only one on the sideline. Yeah. I, I I know. I think I was a sophomore, and we was out there. I quit. I ain't want to quit, but I already knew basketball where I want to be at. Yeah, hey, like hey. I coach right was mad as hell, <laughs> but and they said they weren't gonna let us play because we quit. We went to Independence the next day. Hey Eric, uh-huh. the hardest lick McIntyre ever had in his life was when I hit him on on practice field. You know that? <laughs> yeah, you a damn lie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Trill. Hey, hey Trey, let me let me ask you this because we we about to uh, we about to jump into uh, <laughs> in, into another co of great here in a second. Can you, you really me right? Huh? Yeah. Man, you don't remember when Cole Wright was telling me to hold that? You know they were telling me to hold Mac and Little Chicken would run the ball in. Yeah, Three yeah. <laughs> Trey, Trey, let me ask you this: We gonna move on? So, uh, they probably when I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 so uh, senior year, I, I hit uh, Jermaine Urban in practice, and uh, you were in practice, you had something going on with your hands straight, and you uh-huh. was like, I'm about to go put my pants on, put my pants on, and you ain't like you about to go across the road. You, you remember what Spiral told you? Kimmy, you take your across the damn road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, boy. So, uh, yeah, man. It was some good days, bro. Doing some great days, man. I wish yeah. I could go back to him. Yeah. Hey, Trill, speak, speaking of Spiva, can you just talk about um, I guess just the role and the, you know, the role he played um, in, the, you know, your upbringing and all your training and, and all that? Man, I met Spiva. Um, actually, man, I probably was um, around that six or seven years old, man. Actually, my daddy was the first one to teach Coach Spiva. Guitar lessons. <clears throat> Spiral was hanging around my cousin, Cedric Young, and Carlos Robinson when he first came from Knoxville Payton and wanted to learn how to play a guitar. And my dad uh, would teach him how to play, man. Spiral was more of a, I'm going to say, a family slash father uh, figure to me. Uh, he gave me my first opportunity, man, to ever uh, compete in, in the sport 
of track and field, period. So he was a very great inspiration, man. Spire was one of the ones that believed in me with nobody else. You know, he was more, can we get your ass out there on the track? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even the days that I was like, Coach, man, I'm tired. Can we get your ass on the track? You know? Uh, <clears throat> so, man, if, it, if it's anybody that was, I'm going to say, an inspiration during the time, not just my high school uh, career, but my college and my professional career, man, it was close by, man. Yeah, shout out to Spoon, man. Yeah. Long, long man, Coach Spiver, man. Yeah. Hey, so I got a question. I remember, uh, I remember at some point, I, I probably was in sixth grade, maybe fifth. I don't know, but I remember, and I think you spoke on it earlier. How, how the hell did you get to running high school track in elementary? Okay, <clears throat> my brother Cheese. Shakiva Kimmins and Ray Sean. Coldwater needed a first leg on the four by one relay. And my brother Chi told him, Man, I got a little brother over there at the elementary that can run. <laughs> look, look, look at this. Look at Ray Sean there. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, man, actually, Cheese and Ray Sean. Used to come pick me up, man, from the elementary and take me to practice, man, to run first leg, man. And those those two guys there was the one, Cheese and Rashawn was the one that, that discovered, I'm going to say, my ability, you know, as being, hey, the one that can run first leg for the high school. Because, man, I had no idea that I was going to run no track. Yeah. You know, the only thing I know, they come picking me up one day, talking about, come on, man, they go to track practice. Go to well, <laughs> they, they go to track practice. Ray Sean had that little white, what it was, what was it, white, little white car. Yo. Man, we got in that car, went on the practice, man. But those guys, them, man, like I said, man, those guys was a great uh, inspiration in, in finding my passion, man. They helped me find my passion. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I remember them. I remember them meets, dog. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was doing. I think I probably. I don't know if I was a manager running two miles. I don't know what nah, I was doing. Were, I was there. I know I was running, rapping nah, in the stands. Nah, nah, fair pack. Mm -hmm. He all uh, he was bringing me my water, man. You know what he used to do on football field that day. Hey, you, hey, you uh, I know you've been around the world to the Olympics. But you ain't never thought no shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Look, you, you, know, you know what I thought about when you said that? What's that? When, when my son came home one day and said, Daddy, uh, the high school coach asked, uh, asked me he want me to be the manager. I told him, I get that out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk no water, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Rayshon, hey, I ran first leg a little bit, man, but not. I'm talking about when I was seven, eight grade. I was, I was on the meets. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, McIntyre ran some track. It's out there. Yeah, man, we can move on, man. I ain't got, I ain't got no more questions about that. Man. All right, so Jake, you got anything else on, on no, track? I'm good, bro. Right, before, before we move on to the to the next next segment, man, uh, trail. Uh, first, first thing, man, you know, 
you know, we want to make sure that that we we highlight, man, what, what you came from, what you went to, and what you're going through. So, you know, here's a picture of Trail running in high school. That that form needs to work in it, man. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's a picture of Trail then when Trail uh competed in the 2012 Olympics. And uh another photo here of him and uh Tyson Gay. The taco meat on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and trail here on the relay leg, pushing it. Yeah. Check, what's this kid here? Now? I can't remember his name. That was Doc Patton. Doc Patton. Doc Patton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, boy, Kimmins. That's five years call. Boy. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah. But man, you know, uh the crazy thing about that area, man, I tell people uh, a lot, man, it was it was the home crowd and the surrounding areas that, that took me through that meet. Yep. You know, man, knowing knowing that at anything in life you only get one shot. And that one shot can either make you or break you. <laughs> yep. And at that and at that moment, you know, I'm like, hey, this is my chance. Either I set this stage to let people know I'm the best in the world at this first leg, or I can destroy it. So, so do you, would you say for you, <clears throat> was, was that a better race? Even though I know y'all came in second behind Jamaica, was that a better race, or was your 60 meter where you beat Justin Gatlin? Which one's a better race? For you? Um, um, I'm gonna say the Olympics because. Everybody know when the Olympic Games come. Yeah, you know um, that's a classical meet. Now, the the world watching, and, and that's 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 everybody dream as a track runner to always make that Olympic team. Yeah, you know, and again that that spotlight there can make you or break you. So it was more. <clears throat> this is my shot right here to show the world that. I'm the man for for this first leg, and every time every time that you turn the picture on, man, you know uh, when a four by one relay was coming on, Trey was gonna be the first leg of the United States. There was no question about that. Everybody already knew. First leg, you gotta face Kimmins. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you one thing: if they don't know, they about to know. Confident play that joint. So he gonna trail in the 2012 Olympics uh, first leg. There was still time for a speck of an island in the Caribbean to have the final say. The four by 100 meters relay. Jamaica have got to get moving here. The battle changes are good. Freighter with it. And Freighter will be handing it to Blake. But Gatlin's gone well. And now Tyson Gay. That's a decent change. But Blake's now right on the Americans. It's between these two. Bolt's going to have it in the lead. And you know what that means. Here he goes. They've got the button. Bailey's trying to hold on to Bolt. He's got no chance. Bolt's away and gone. Jamaica are the gold medalist again. And it's a new world record. Smashes into pieces. Mate, forget you saying about. We ain't gonna watch all that. Forget him. We ain't watching no more of that. We ain't watching no more of that. But yeah, but that, that was a, that was hey, a proud moment for everybody. That's the most viewed race. Uh, Ever in history, man, the most viewed race. Yeah, talking about that's the most shared race, man. People still share that race to this day. Every time yeah. I see it, I share that one. 
What made you point at that dude like that? I was just about to ask. I want to know what you said to Buddy. Because, man, you know, um, it, it's just like it is in high school, college. You know, we all talk noise, and we all mm-hmm. feel like we all feel like we the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I just let them niggas know. Look, this this my shit, and this my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know Real cold water, like you know, you, you know what I'm saying, man. Like I said, you only get one shot, and you got to capitalize on that moment, man. Yeah, and, and and me knowing my home team, if I would have if, if I moved out there and got screwed up, I would have never heard the end of that today. <laughs> hey, well, hey, well, you, well, you definitely have some support, man. I tell you that. Oh, uh, yeah, I had plenty. Uh, of support. I was in Kuwait. I was in Kuwait. I think or Iraq watching that joint. Probably like two in the morning. <laughs> and the whole team on it. Yeah, yeah I appreciate everybody's support. Yeah, and look, I asked you about that other that other race, man, and uh, so. Y'all, we're we about to show y'all Trail when he ate up Justin Gatlin in the, uh, in the indoor finals. Now, Dixon, Norman, Newman, Kimmons, and then Gatlin, Gray, and Cherry. Lane five saw Phil DeRosier pulling out just a, a little while ago. This is Justin Gatlin's first indoor campaign since 2003. He lost on fire in Fayetteville two weeks ago to the world number one, the Jamaican Larone Clark, but he is in good form, as we know. Finished uh, second to Tell Kimmons in his semi-final, 6.57. There is Kimmons in that uh, orange top, won his semi in 6.53. That is his uh, PR as well for the 26-year-old from Raymond in Mississippi. And the way he starts, he's a threat in any 60-meter race. Gives a shoulder a kiss for good luck. And with the empty lane in between them, Gatlin and Kimmons face off against the rest of this U.S. men's 60-final. So the field split by that empty lane. Reggie Dixon in one, Josh Norman in two, Kalesion Newman in three, Trell Kimmons in four in the orange there to left of picture. And then Gatlin in the red and black, third from right in six, Cordero Gray in seven, D'Angelo Cherry in eight. Good start there from Kimmons, really good start. Gatlin's got some chasing to do at the moment. Gatlin coming through, but Kimmons in the lead at the moment. Kimmons going to take it by a short head. Gatlin was coming back at him, but ran out of track. And that's 645. the fastest time in the world. Both of them now with the first and equal second fastest time. So finally, this surface and the altitude, that's a huge personal best for Trail Kimmons. And both of them will head to the World Indoor Championships as co-favorites. That was some spectacular running by the two young Americans. I ain't gonna play the whole video for the, for the sake of time, but uh, man, that, that was a that was a good run there. It's a good run. Hey, hey, you on mute? You on mute? My bad. Every time the thing come on, you on mute? Uh, that race right there changed my career. How so? Huh? I said how so? Um. <laughs> It put me the third fastest time uh, ever in history. Mm. It, it, it rated me the um, third fastest ever come out of blocks. And when you get rankings like that, then that that change your your uh, meet appearance. But you stepping on the track, that changed the price of you stepping on the track. So you talking about <clears throat> where you were was. Was getting fifteen thousand step on track. Now you getting thirty because now people come to see you. You want you want you wanted the moment. You wanted the people that they come to see. 
yesterday's price is not today's price. You know? <laughs> so it, 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 it was different, man. And, and that's what I tell people now. Like, it's a difference than being a pro and being a professional. You know, um, man, when, when we was running, we, we made a good living running, and we were actually making Olympic team and making world team to where we became professional to where people know that. And it was more, we ran what we want to because our shoe companies don't pay us enough to where we ain't got to and we don't want to. So yeah. I, only, I, only, I only really had to run two meets out of the year to even get my full pay from my shoe endorsement. Mm, that's hard. <clears throat> yeah. That's what's up though. Man, that's what's up. <clears throat> All right, so look, let's uh let's move on, man. We look, we well over time. I ain't gonna lie to you, boy. I thought I thought it's gonna be like 20 minutes, but it's some good stuff though, man. Some good stuff. But uh man, we um let's let's jump into your businesses. I know you kind of already touched on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you already kind of told us the one that you enjoy the most. Um, you know, being able to bring the youngsters in or whatever. So, um, you, you ever thought about opening a training facility or a gym? I know you. I know you travel and train all the time. Train people all the time for kids. Yeah, not not really, man. Um, not really a gym. I I would, you know, um, I say do some personal training, like on the track or something, or go into a fitness center and train somebody. But mm -hmm. gyms, man. Uh, I think they could be kind of a, a gamble with an investment. I, I don't think they can be the smarty investment. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, are you uh, still training athletes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like this, I train the athletes that want to be trained. I was just about to ask, like, what, <laughs> so what's, the criteria to, what's the criteria for you? For for someone that that they know you, they they know your uh, background, your history, what you accomplished. How do they? I, I actually I actually interviewed the uh, <clears throat> the athletes and their parent before I even accept to train them. And I'm gonna yes. tell you why. If I got a parent that think they know more than I do, then I know I ain't gonna train their child. Uh, I don't need no parent telling me uh, what you know what I should be doing in the stands. And you paying me to do this? I never want a parent to feel like I'm just training for their money. When they when they bring their child to me, my my you know my thing is to show them the results, get them faster. These so parents have a living medals or something. They got yeah. living medals, right? <laughs> so my thing is allow me to do my job. Yeah. So I always interview the parent. Interview the, the the child to see how passionate you know they 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 are about about the training, and I let them know it's gonna be some days that you probably gonna cry on the track. I know it's gonna be some days, but you got to get back up on that line. You know, uh, the practice days is the crime moments, but the the competition days is the enjoyment moments. Yeah, but that's pretty much it, man. Just just being in sync with the parents. That that's the most important thing, man, because. The parents now take it more serious than the kids. The kids yeah. just out there want to have fun. <laughs> hey, as our, you already said what you said about being a parent yourself. And a water boy. I know like, <laughs> how I was trying to push my daughter. And I was like, bro, I'm I'm in this more than you. Like, you just come back when you're ready. 
Yeah, you know, you know, it's just like, you know, my my son into he into basketball and football, man, and you know, track. He had me coming out there track practice. Uh, I, you know, I just had to tell him. I said, man, man, you know, maybe next year, but right now, you wasting my time. <laughs> but he's he's slow. You know, when he gets by ninth grade or something. You know, <clears throat> when I went out there, man, it's more let the coaches do their job. Yeah. I, I I never try to, you know, interfere with that. Uh, my son, man, he's very talented. And I feel as though by him having that will and determination, because I really think he want to run track because I ran track. Yeah. But I think when he really figure out, you know, that that's what he want to do, by the time he get in the ninth to 10th grade, he'll be like, hey, dad, hey, you know, let's take this thing to another level. Yeah. But until then, man, I'm going to let his high school coach, you know, coach him, let him go out there and have fun. Have fun with it, you know. Yeah. That's important, for real. <clears throat> yeah, because sometimes you can you can stop them too young, man. Then they they grow up hating it. Yep. Yep. Jake, I'm good, man. You good? Yeah. Kim. Yes, sir. All right, man. We about to get ready to jump into cold water stuff. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I think it's 81 people on here. Probably 80 of them, they've been waiting for this, but we want to make sure they get your flowers first. <laughs> I, so, I, you know, we, we know we know you got a lot going on, man, but uh, and I'm so but I'm saying and uh, we want to make sure that we highlight, you know, all, all the good stuff you're doing, man, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you representing us well uh, as, as, a, as a, me as a classmate, uh, us as, as, you know, fellow uh, students or peers of yours, you know, growing up or whatever, you know, so, um, tell us about bike night, man. What, what's, what's the latest on bike night in cold water? You know, I know you, you kicked that off, man. So what's the, or, or what was your purpose when you started it and, and where is it at now? Man, my purpose, uh, when I first started, man, it was more just, you know, uh, uniting the community, bringing the community together, um, <clears throat> on, um, I won't even I won't even profiting off of bike night. I actually was spending more, you know, uh, putting on bike night. It was just to give the community something to do. And it got to the point I, I actually was doing it to promote my food truck business that I got had in town. Um, to where they end up making it seem like it was a event, <clears throat> you know, like um, I end up getting um, security guards and stuff like that to where the city made it seem like an event when that wasn't the case. To um, it's it's deceased now. Bike night is. Yeah, bike night deceased. Yeah. So 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 the latest that I saw you posted was that it was going you know uh, to to be continued or it'll be back later or whatever the case may have been. You know, I know it was a uh, lot of traffic. Yeah. It will, but it won't. It, it won't be in cold water, man. Um, and I'm a, I'm gonna do it probably in the the tunnel area. I'm I'm actually networking with with a couple of mayors and stuff that actually want me to bring it there. Um, it it, it just I don't know, man. <laughs> so so uh, uphill battle. It sounds like yeah, it, it was some every week. You know, it was some every week, man. Not not you know just some every week. I, I was dealing with 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 having the bike night. Yeah. Yeah, and so for clarity, you, you you didn't open bike night. You opened a food truck, and bike night was for you to bring customers in on Thursday night. 
Well, this how it was. Uh, I opened my food trailer, and it was more of to, to get people to come out. You know, that was my opening. And I was doing bike night. And it started small, but as it continued to grow, um, I was told that I needed to get somebody to keep the traffic flowing. And I understand that. So I got uh, Charlie. I want to keep it with the hometown people, you know. So <clears throat> I know Charles had been working doing the security stuff all our younger days. <clears throat> so I got him. And then all of a sudden it, it kept growing and growing until um, we had something that, that happened. You know, they say that some kids had some guns and some backpacks. Now, we never seen the gun. Never saw anyone with a gun. Hmm. Until they, you know, the, the town ended up saying that I need security. Okay, <clears throat> I end up getting shot security. So now keep in mind now, now this extra money got to come out of my pocket because now I got a high security company. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and now you're talking about a hundred and something dollars of security per person. All right. So I hire, I hire uh, shot security. And then they end up to we, we end up coming with a scenario of let's barricade. Let's barricade and do an age limit. Well, I can't put an age limit really on the public town square because it's open to the public. But I threw it out there so that we could kind of keep the kids, you know, away from that <clears throat> because we was told they was the one that had the guns or whatever. But again, we never saw. Of none. Never saw that. So then I had to, uh, <clears throat> after that night, I had to go to the board meeting. They, they called me in for a board meeting. And one of the issues was they wanted me to have a $2 million event insurance policy. Where my argument was, it's not an event. I got a business there. Now, I can't dictate how many people that come in the town square to patronize my business. I can't dictate that. You know, so my thing, uh, another structure was it only became an event based off of y'all structure. Y'all was the one that told me that I needed someone to get the traffic flowing. Y'all was the one that said that I needed to get security. So how is that an event or something that I, I was structured? And the um, lawyer, you know, when I told her that she was under the impression that that wasn't what she was told. Well, I, I to this day, I don't know what she was told. Mm. So, but what ended up happening was how they ended up really just shutting it down. It was, <clears throat> the food thing was new to me. So I was communicating with, with the mayor and with uh, Ms. Tan Fielders on all the proper documents that I needed to open. And, you know, I guess they told me to their best knowledge. I mean, I can't say they didn't, I can't say they did. You know, I think I think she did though. Well, come to find out, when I went to that court, I mean, when I went to the board meeting, they told me, you know, the whole time they kept saying, well, you got everything, you got everything. I had the property insurance, I had everything. Well, she ended up telling me when we brung up the bike night incident, well, Trey, you got one document that we don't have on file. Okay, what is the document? The document was, she said, I didn't have a um, 
uh, food inspection, a um, health department inspection, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my question then was, are y'all the one that not have the checklist for me to get my operating license? How can I get my operating license without this document? Y'all are supposed to have a checklist, right? Yeah. So with a food trailer, you only get a three months operation uh, license permit. We already had me operating two months. So we were going into that third month, the third month, which was that, which was sep- September. August or September was going to be my last month. Well, my thing was, since y'all dropped the ball on giving me a license, not seeing or knowing the proper document for me to have, how can y'all say, okay, you're not allowed to operate based on the mistake that y'all made? So I had a whole month on where I paid for operating license that I couldn't operate based off the procedure you know that y'all dropped the ball on. Mm. So, so, so with with that, I guess was it your decision to say I'm not bringing it back, or is the city just saying no, you can't have a food truck no more because of because of the bike night? Well, it was it was the it was more of me really. Mm. It it was more of me because my it, this is my thing here. I would have felt more comfortable if you would have said, okay, Trill, we dropped the ball. You got 30 days on your operation license, right? All right. Now, you got until these these license over to bring me this document or we can't renew your license because we dropped the ball. Yeah. I understand that. But when you first tell me off the bat, you can't. No, this is it. Because of y'all dropped the ball, you know, then I, I start feeling some type of way about that. So so I'm I'm, I'm gonna go back and I hate to keep coming back with different questions, but when when I t- when I tie in or I think about some <laughs> of the recent events that done happened in Coldwater, they had the um <clears throat> I think Darren Dar- threw an event and, and it was some they say uh, you know I wasn't there, so I'm not sure. They said some kids walking around with guns and you know police had to be called at the college sheriff department in. All right. Then you had the incident at the school where the uh the kid brought the gun to the school, he got away. You know, I understand somebody else, you know, got away from the police recently. And then now you got the bike night situation that's all tied in with that, where you said that, you know, every time it's something different, and then all of a sudden you don't have this document and you gotta be shut down now. So do you think with you having to hire security and do all that extra stuff? out of pocket that and that is possibly due to a lack of law enforcement oh yeah most definitely they uh with the crowd that i had in the town cold water um uh, they couldn't handle the manpower they, they they didn't have the manpower for it i mean i had five six seven hundred people yeah so now they couldn't but uh that's what you got your sheriff department for so if you really wanted to control the crowd, just like uh, you know you uh, can control it on Cold Water Day or any other event, mm-hmm. uh, that's what they're there for for backup. And then, and then you're right there on Highway 51. That, that's Highway Patrol territory. You know, so state troops cover that. So I, I feel like it could have been controlled, man. But you know, hey. 
Jake Matt. I got. I don't know, man. It's, if I don't know, it's, a lot of it sound like like. Damn, like is it just because it's you? Man, I, I really don't know, man, but uh, you know, I was looking at it like this right here, man. Um the community enjoyed it. Majority of the business, all of the business made money from it. You know, um, I think it could have been a business decision um that myself along with not the town, but I'm gonna say private community a private committee uh, with the town that we could have partnership into uh, having that event. For example, like Sanatobia, um, they got uh, the Chambers of Commerce. You know, uh, we could have been like the downtown Memphis or whatever with a private organization. After a certain, after a certain time, 10 o'clock, Memphis charged, what, $5 to get on the, on the, on the street. Well, you take that five. If you say, if you say I got 300, 600 people, you know, hey, if you do what, five dollars time, you know that. I mean, shit, you're gonna be three thousand dollars a night on Thursday night. That's twelve thousand dollars a month. So now you got that in a in an account to where the town ain't got to do nothing with their general funding because this organization they they over the Christmas parade, they over the cold water day, they 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 able to bring um, other artists and stuff in with this money to make money. Yeah, you know, I I looked at it as a business move, but you know, sometimes when uh when you don't understand business, it tend to lack. What <laughs> hit the evil laugh? So so so, 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 so there's been a lot of talk. Um, uh, last couple of months since the bike night shut down, even in the comments tonight. Um, at this time, is there an issue with the current uh mayor? Nah, man, man, you know, we ain't got no issue. Uh, we had we had a little run in, um, uh, we squashed it like two men, you know what I'm saying? Um, we chopped it up and 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 killed it, you know. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say. One of us had to be the bigger person if if we in it for the, the, the same reason. You know, I'm all for the community, you know, uh uniting the community because my thing is uh don't don't campaign one thing, but then you, you do a you do a total opposite thing. You know, uh and, and and I also got you know, you also got to understand uh the person uh from Coldwater ain't gonna have the same love and passion from a person that's not from Coldwater. You know, yeah. So what you're saying is, I need to go down there and be the bigger person and squash what I got going on with Rick. Since he's I got a problem with him, his, <laughs> his I, 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 I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't tell you to squash with Rick because Rick, because Rick is from Coldwater. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm joking with you, man. <laughs> Rick went Coldwater, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, so man, um, you have nothing to worry, my bad. No, no, no. So, you know, I know, like I said, we started early on talking about what all you got going on, the different businesses and stuff you got. You, you told me three years ago, you're going to run for mayor of Coldwater. And I told you, you can't do that. You don't live in Coldwater. So what, what, what's keeping you from bringing some of your businesses 
um, or expanding out the cold water? Is it something specific that's keeping you from doing it? Or you just decided not to until you did the uh, food truck? Well, man, uh, it ain't, it's, I'm going to say that's, that's, that's still in the works. Um, you said that I, I told you that three years ago. I actually just said that a couple months ago about the math stuff. And um, one thing about me, man, I don't speak something that I'm not going to uh, going to do. And and when I speak that, I'm, I'm going to do my research, man. You know, I'm actually now I'm I'm doing stuff with the man out of Sardis. I'm actually working on putting the cleaners there, and I'm also networking with the ex mayor Greg Davis out of uh, South Haven, learning how to write grants. And and and, and I'm working with Mr. Edwards to learn the actual business of cold water. So you know, uh, when I speak stuff, is 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 speaking stuff that uh, when I do step into that situation, I'm I'm not gonna step in unknowledgeable of of what I'm going going to do, and I believe in anything when you step in a position like that is uh, you got to always have a plan, and you, you know, uh, and then that plan is how how can we bring revenue in cold water. How can we make cold water great? How can we unite cold water? And we can take we we can say that, but you gotta have a plan and a format of how you're going to do that. Yeah. You know, what's the plan? And if you ask a person what's the plan and they can't tell you the plan, then guess what? It got to be a better candidate. So right now for 2024, uh Mr. Kimmins. Are you the better candidate? Uh, I'm always be the better candidate in whatever I do, man. I ain't mad at that at all. And, and what and whatever I do, and uh, and one thing about it, whatever I do, I'm gonna have the support. Um, you know that you 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 um uh, treat people the same way that you want to be treated, and I feel like I have done that for my community. Um. You know, um, young generation, old generation, and everything. I, I feel like I have done that. So, yeah. And, and and again, who who better to know your town other than you? And you from your town? Can't nobody tell you about Cold War. You from Cold War? You know the history of Cold War. Hey, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at that. Hey, we got the the campaign announcement on Sticks and Stones first. So make sure y'all keep tuning in so y'all keep getting these exclusives that we keep dropping. Heard it here first. <laughs> yep. And Trail, look, I'm, I'm looking in the comments. I got a, let me see. It's a question for you. Veronica said, why was the end of these being attempted during the last mayor's reign? Or was it, and it was, or what's that? Or was it uh, turned down as well? Say what now? She what? said, I guess we're talking about your businesses or like bike night, what you were doing. She's saying or asking why wasn't it uh or was it attempted in the last mayor's uh um, oh, well well to be honest, I never even thought about a food truck, period. Um that food truck actually dropped in my hand from somebody that you know was in a situation and I ended up getting that food truck. And man, I never thought about food, period, but it was more of what can I do with this food truck? And when I talked to you know, Khadija, them about that lot. When I was looking at the lot, I'm like, man, you know what? We can do a bike night. You know, me and uh, BT and B Love, man, we, we start networking. You know, we talk 
to the mayor and stuff about it, and he was all for it. You know, and we was like, hey, you know, because that was his main thing, a campaign, man, we're going to unite the community. That was, his, that was his campaign. So we was like, man, this this, this it right here. What better way to unite the community than to give the community some activities to unite? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you sound well. You sound like Don King right then. <laughs> <laughs> Don King began to be rhyming. <laughs> so on words that time, then he fit past. Man, he sold me on that one. <laughs> Give me some boxing gloves. Let me jump in. <laughs> so, so Trey, we got another comment. Um, okay. That says, "Uh, we got to save the school first. Of course, that's a what, must. Man, uh, what's, your, what's your take on where we are with the school right now?" Uh, same in school, man. I, I, I would again, like I commented last week, you, you, you gotta have people, um, from your city leaders, from, I mean, your community, that's that want to put on the boxing glove, like Eric just said, to go out and fight for that school. Um, when you don't have those public figures out there to even you know, fight for the school, then it's kind of like a, a downfall, I'm going to say. Because if you lose school, man, it, it your, 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 our generation is already gone. And the generation after us is leaving. So if, if, if you lose the school, then what businesses want to come into town with no school? Not many. So then it's going to be the name that Cole Wallace already given, a retirement place. Because who's going to come there? You know, so I think saving that school, man, um, you got people fighting every day, man. Uh, uh, Mr. Edwards, uh, Carolyn Daniels, you know, we talk a lot. Uh, J.A. Jackson, the cat. Yeah, Jesse Edwards, you know, uh, Mike Cathy. You got people that is fighting for the school, man, uh, that don't even have kids in the school. You know? Man, man that, that's, that's that's a great point, man. And uh, the biggest thing is, if the school closed, and I said it last time, MPI already gone. Mo's closing the doors, which I found out the other day. He apparently opened, opened up as a favor to the community. And those are his words, not mine. So... Uh, yeah, Mo's about to close his doors. Well, this this is my thing, man. Until we stop taking uh, personal issues out, when it comes down to, I'm gonna say the 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 town or the school stuff, man, it's gonna it's gonna be hard because we 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 get in our personal feelings. Oh, I don't want to work with this person because it's this person, you know. I don't want to work with Jesse Elwood because it's Jesse Elwood. You know, th that's how we we go off of personal issues. But my thing is, if we fight for the same reason, who matter? What what what, what the matter? Who who leading it? As long as we fight for the same reason, right? You know, so that's that's where I think that that's our problem, man. We 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 fighting against each other when we need to be united, fight for the same cause. Yeah, definitely agree. So, it's a lot of comments on the school matter. Um, and again, a lot of us 
like you said, our uh, generation, a lot of us are already gone. Uh, some leaving. A lot of people gone because they feel like the school not providing the opportunity that they want for their kids. Um, other people left for various reasons, jobs, like too far to be driving back and forth for jobs. So if the school, um, let's just say everybody fight to keep the school open, is do you feel like the bulk of the work is fighting to keep the school open? Or does the bulk of the work come afterwards with providing quality education to the people attending the school? Man, I actually like, like is keeping the school open more important than the quality of the education that the, the kids attending gonna receive? Uh I said, yeah, man. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that. When you say quality education, uh cold water got the same C average as independence. So I can't say, you know, just because they go to independence or just they go to a straight horn, they getting a better education when they all at a C level. You know, the only thing that we could say is for athletically wise, they are put in better situation for as I'm gonna say funding wise, the other schools are put in better situation for as putting the 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 te the teachers that are well qualified, they are put in better situation than than them sending them to cold water because they want cold water to fail. Yeah. I can see you know, it. I can see that. I mean, and the reason I say that because we have had uh, our own alumni like the Yolanda Reeves, like the Ashley Daniels, like the LaMesha, like the Brittany uh, Hunt Jones, you know, they have applied for jobs into Coldwater. Or you just had Todd Richardson. They don't apply to, to coach at Coldwater. They don't apply for the teaching position at Coldwater that uh, they didn't even give her a chance. Oh, you know, and, and we still on this subject. Not to jump off of it. Are are you still quote unquote banned from coming on the premises? Not now, not now because they changed superintendents. Um, at the time it was Dr. Stogner, and they actually got a few more different board members. But man, for the longs, I was banned for cold water for ex for exposing. You know, um, the lack of them taking care of our facility versus the other facilities. So, I don't like that. And I mean, it's uh, not even anything personal, but it just seemed like... Well, it, it, like, it's, like, personal. It, it's personal. Well, well, well no, but, but let me speak on it real quick. Like, for example, right? You got banned for exposing something that that needed to be handled a certain way and mm -hmm. it just looked like we we've we been on this show this is the second week right mm -hmm. we getting inboxes already uh people getting mad about exposure people are mad because the things that they don't know are being exposed like so you you some some people sitting in positions that they may or may not be qualified for and then when it's exposed they 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 have a problem with the people highlighting what needs to be taken care of instead of taking care of the problem itself. And just to reiterate what you said versus what I just said, you asked me a question earlier about uh, 
about about what, what will I be on the ballot? And you know what my statement was? I will never get on the ballot without knowledge. That is why I'm talking to the Jesse Edwards. That is why I'm talking to the mayor out of Sardis. That is why I'm talking to Greg Davis out of South Haven. Because I would never put myself in a situation to make myself look stupid. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? You can only fault self then. It ain't that many real ones left, man. You only fault self because you the one that put yourself in a situation with the lack of knowledge. Yeah. Yep. So man, it's 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 a you know, like Max said, don't like that, you know, um people people get upset, taking stuff personal. Uh -huh. uh, that's not personal. Right. Because exactly. the, the the bottom line is the people who have gotten uh offended are public figures who are making their money from the city off taxpayers' dollars. So why are you offended? First of all. Second of all, you took an oath to serve the community and not to stand up there and hold a title. I'm on my soapbox now. Not to sit up there and hold a title and, and you don't know half what you're supposed to know. But then family members, friends, whoever, even yourselves are calling people, inboxing people and blocking people about stuff that you don't know or about you feeling a certain way because somebody else came and we just passed the message. And we passed the message not to degrade you, but to say we need to get, we need to do, do better. You know, you know the way or not to get in your feelings like that, uh, fit pat. Huh? You know it if you if you know what you're supposed to know. You you and I no. both know if, if you know if you know if you know what you're supposed to know, then you won't get offended. Or if you don't know, ask. Crave it, right? Exactly. You have to be you have to be open to to the criticism, like. Just like you were talking about with, I mean, this with anything in like you with your coaching. Mm -hmm. You you got to meet with the parents first because mm -hmm. you need to know that they align with what you're trying to accomplish with their children before you take them as a client to just be taking their money. Exactly. So, so if you flip that to what we talking about with the community, it should be the same way around. Like the people that's giving you the money or not giving you the people that you taking money from should have a right to question whether or not you're deserving of the position you're sitting in or whether you're representing the community properly based on the knowledge that you have for said position. I agree. Yeah. I'll add this one thing that I came across the other day and it was a quote that said, criticism is the tax on success. Hmm. Simple mm -hmm. as that. Mm -hmm. That's it. I like that. Yep, and man, it's it's, it's all right, y'all. It's eight twenty three. We're gonna be jumping off here by eight thirty. So we got we got seven minutes to to, to vent session. But I, I just want to let people know. I know we 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 did the sampling last week. Uh, you know we got trail on this week. We're gonna be bringing other people on from Coldwater. Um, and and and, and Eddie, yeah, you're right. I'm from Acapulco. <laughs> hey, sir, bluff bluff road, bluff road, dear dear to my heart. But you know, yeah, Acapulco, Coldwater, same thing. If you want to be real about it, independence is cold water too, you know. So it's all it's all the same. But you know, we got that segmented mindset, and that's why straight home got a bigger school now. So um, yeah, I graduated from cold water. But to jump back to um, you know, we talked last week and uh we came on this week, brought trail along. We're gonna bring uh some more people on, we're gonna highlight some other people from cold water, got cold water ties. 
Y'all saw when we first kicked off, we highlighted uh, Lyle and his uh, efforts with the youth. Uh, we highlighted Brittany and her efforts to bring the uh, the vendors in for the, uh, the pop-up shops. So it's going to be a lot more people coming on who have ties to cold water uh, in the, in the I'm, I'm not going to say next few weeks, in the weeks to come. And just to um, add to that, me, Mac, and Jick, and this was Jick's idea. It's been Jick's thoughts for a couple years to do a podcast. And, you know, he's been running by me for two years, you know, and, and me, 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 Jig and Matt, you know, we, we, we in some communication pieces together and, you know, just said, man, run with it. And he's like, I'm gonna go when y'all say go. Me and Max said go. So guess what? Here we are. So, you know, I ain't learned, but we, hey, and that was it. <laughs> here, here we are. And, and, and we, we ain't doing this for no popularity contest. We ain't doing this for no titles, you know, so we, 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 we ain't, we ain't got no personal gains from this. But the reason we're doing this is to bring uh, enlightenment to y'all about what's going on right now around Coldwater. This show ain't going to be just about Coldwater, but we decided to start from the root. So we starting highlighting Coldwater and people from Coldwater who are doing great things. And we're going to expand that out. So put the word out. Yeah. Put the word out. Share this. Share the page. Like the page. Um also understand that this is not when you share it hey make sure you share the positive stuff too don't just share the negativity and and, and go tell somebody such and such said this about such and such make sure you highlight the positivity that's coming out of this too and also uh you know if you want to see it done a certain way the internet got a lot of space for you to do it your way. Thanks. Kimmins. Yes, sir. Eight twenty-six, man. What you what you gonna leave us with, man? Man, I um uh, enjoyed myself, man, and, and you know, appreciate y'all inviting me on this podcast, man. Um I think it was a very great mark by idea, man, to do it. Um, I said I tuned in last week, man. I enjoyed myself so far. And I think it's it's a great thing, man, because uh people know you know what's going on, not just not just in Colorado, but what's going on in the surrounding area. You know, the the good, the bad, the in between, you know, the all. You know, and um and by us being from Colorado, man, y'all start from the roots, man. I think that was a great marvelous idea, man. Uh Man, much love to you, brothers, man. Yeah, and appreciate you, man. Appreciate you uh, being on. It's always the same. Every time we talk, it's always the same. And uh, you know, I, I, again, um, uh, Chief Mayor, uh, we we ain't we ain't trying to step on no toes. But uh, this is sticks and stones. So you know, we would love to have y'all on the show. We ain't bashing y'all, but you know, we got eighty people on here right now, and I guarantee you, eighty of them don't know what's going on. So if y'all if y'all uh, want to come on the show, you know we can have a legitimate conversation like we just did with Trail. You know it ain't about no size, but you know people just want to see improvement. You know update us on the latest, fellas. Anything, Jick Matt? No nah, man, I'm good. Trail man, appreciate you coming on and uh, being the first official guest. Man, uh, I know we're gonna link up and do uh, a lot more stuff outside of this uh, platform. So. Yeah, man, I just want to uh, say uh, congratulate First, appreciate you coming on, man. Congratulations. Man, appreciate uh, 
on all your businesses, all that you're doing, all that you're trying to do for the community, um, and, and the way that you're giving back. Uh, so just from me to you, uh, I appreciate that. I know I'm no longer in the town, but I'm from the town. I'm going to forever be from the town. I'm going to forever rep the town. And uh, I love the town. So, man, I love what you're doing, man, and I appreciate it, bro. Man, much love, man. All right, and we're going to end with this. Ray Sean, <laughs> it'd be good to have me on the show. Hey, hey, your time coming. Be patient. Hey, we got you on the list, Ray Sean. <laughs> your time coming, bro. We got you on the list because there's some people that got some questions for you, buddy. You know. this and bring that notebook you be bringing to the games, too. Yeah, bring, bring, bring that uh, pastel notebook with the big headsets you be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, appreciate you. All right. Till next time. Yes, sir. All right, man.